just chasing the things that are important, which I, you know, I've kind of like, we've talked about already. And it's just like going after the best quality of life. Cause I really feel like quality of life is so much better than everything else. And this is like, I, I would love to like condition everyone to believe this because it's like, I'm a big believer in is like, you can't give what you don't have. You know, so like if you want to give your kids a great life, then or you know, teach them all these things and you have to know these things. So it starts with what's inside of you. So it's like just building the best quality of life inside. So then you can like give it out. Welcome to the Chasing Passion podcast. My name is Dom and I'm your host. Each week, I bring on a passionate person to help you discover your own passion in life and how to begin pursuing. Thanks for spending some time with me today and let the episode begin. Hello and welcome to another episode of the podcast. In this podcast, I talk to individuals who are following their passion and do it for a living. The podcast is a tool to expose yourself to different careers that exist in the world and perhaps by listening to these stories, something resonates with you and it's something that you want to pursue yourself. This week's guest is Jameson, who has an incredible story. Throughout his 20s, Jameson struggled with drug addiction and other challenges that were happening in his life. He felt hopeless and completely lost. After being declined to many jobs, including pushing trolleys in a supermarket, he felt completely hopeless, reaching his breaking point. He realized that he couldn't live this way any longer and started looking for alternative ways to make an income. He eventually worked his way to making six figures through Amazon, but deep down he knew he wasn't happy. Searching for happiness, he started reading books and attending various events and eventually discovered the importance of loving yourself and what makes him truly happy. Of course, Jameson provides a much better explanation than I did, but we'll get to that shortly. But before we do, do you mind leaving a short review on Apple Podcast? This will help out so much and it's really the best way to support the podcast. It will also help getting more guests on the show in the future. It will take less than 60 seconds and will be greatly appreciated. Link to the Apple Podcast can be found in the episode description or just search Chasing Passion on Apple Podcasts and you'll find it right there. This week's Apple Podcast review highlight is from Bria Tamara who left the podcast a 5-star rating saying it's an incredible podcast, really helpful. It has really motivated me to follow what I want to do and help me figure out what I want to do. Thank you so much for your kind words. All right. Without further ado, please enjoy this episode with Jameson. Jameson, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Thank you for coming on. So I think you have an incredible story. Um, and do you mind just sharing your story with the listeners just to provide some context about your background, um, what you've done in the past and what you're doing now, I guess? Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, yeah, I grew up a uh, uh, single mother, uh, only child. Uh, we were on welfare. Uh, mom didn't really have a job. She kind of like milked the system. And so like growing up, I learned a lot of bad habits in life. And like, you know, I learned how to milk the system. And like, I wasn't taught like work ethic and work hard and go after what you want. So, you know, for the majority of my life, I'm 38, 37 now, um, you know, up until like I was almost 30, like I learned all these bad habits growing up. And I always thought they were normal. And, you know, I'd have failed friendships, failed relationships. And I always thought it was other people's problem and not mine. And it took me many years, you know, to figure that out. And, you know, I went on a journey of life and, you know, a lot of ups and downs. Um, I got addicted to drugs in my early 30s, um, pain, pain pills, Percocet, Vicodin, Oxycontin, all that. Um, went to rehab um, four times. Um, finally, after the fourth time, it stuck. Um, and I think it, was, it stuck because I didn't have any other bur- bridges to burn. I destroyed every relationship, friendship. I stole from everybody. And so I had no choice. So I got clean, sober. Um, and basically for three years, I didn't work. I played World of Warcraft and was a bum, basically. Um, and then went out to try to find a job. After those three years, I figured it was time to get back to work. I couldn't find a job anywhere. Nobody would hire me because I hadn't worked in so long. And, you know, I'm applying. I, I was a server at Buffalo Wild Wings for five years before I got fired from there um, because of my drug use and all that stuff. And I tried to get another job, you know, after I got clean and sober and nobody would hire me. I applied, you know, over a year or two at 40, 50 places. Nobody would hire me. Um, they went all the way down to me, like applying to like push carts at Target and Walmart. And I couldn't get a job at Walmart for seven bucks an hour, minimum wage to push carts. Like that's how useless I was 
and that, and that made me feel useless. Like I felt like I had no self-worth because it's like, I'm not good enough to push a cart for seven bucks an hour. That takes zero training, zero skill. And, um, I was at the time I was sleeping on my friend's floor, um, on a yoga mat. That was my mattress, a little rolled up yoga mat and a $2 pillow from Walmart and a little cheap blanket. That's what I slept on. And I was selling stuff on eBay a little bit just to kind of like get money and like be able to buy food and stuff like that. And I was doing that for a little bit. I kind of grew that a little bit where I was making, you know, seven or $800 a month profit. Um, and it was enough to buy food and like pay, you know, my couple hundred bucks of rent to my friends. Um, and then eventually I found a thing called Amazon FBA and I like, was like, Oh, that's kind of cool. This was, uh, back in 2014, I found uh, Amazon and mm. I was like, Oh, cool. That looks pretty interesting. You know, I looked into it and I thought it looked cool. I tried it out. Um, it didn't go very well. I like had lost money on some stuff and like, but I kept at it. I have no idea why I kept at it because it didn't go very well. And it was all trial and error. And like, after about six months of doing that, like something clicked and I was like, Oh, this is starting to make sense. I'm making a little bit of money here. Mm. Um, and that first year, I think I made a couple grand profit, you know, that first year, like from, you know, in 2014. And then, you know, the next year I decided to just keep going with it. So, you know, at the, at the time I'm still trying to find jobs mm. and I can't find jobs anywhere for the most part. And it's like, um, I just kept going with it and, you know, and after like doing that for a while, I started to learn like, Oh wow, you can actually make some money at this. I started making two, three grand a month profit. Um, and, and I guess this is just like a little side story. Like me and my mom have had a somewhat toxic relationship. Like I battled drug addiction for, you know, three, four years. Um, she was a compulsive gambler. Um, and so when I was doing Amazon and started to grow it to two, three, you know, thousand a month profit, she was in her compulsive gambling days and me and her shared a bank account. So I would like build up my money on Amazon for a few months and then she would like need it for rent or something, or she would take it and go gamble it or something like that. And then it would drain my money back down and I kept building it and building it. And it just kept getting knocked down for like a year. And I first like till this day, I still don't know how I stuck with it and didn't give up because I had every roadblock possible get in my way. Um, eventually I had to cut ties with my mom. Um, we're not on speaking terms. I've spoken to her in over three years. Um, I just had to like remove myself from that negativity because I really just wasn't happy with the human that I was inside. I was a miserable person. And so, um, yeah, I still stuck with the Amazon. I kept growing it and just like, um, you know, started util utilizing like credit cards and stuff like that and like points and like learning like all these little tricks along the way. And like, I just kept like, you know, I basically was buying all my products from Amazon, uh, from Target and Walmart and then reselling them on Amazon. And I just kept doing that and grinding and grinding and grinding and, um, and, you know, fast forward to today, um, I'm should do right around 800,000 in sales this year. Wow. Um, and I'm one man show, no employees, no nothing. So it's like my story in a nutshell, I guess. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's an incredible story and it's just super inspiring to hear, you know, the way you went from the bottom to the top in a way and how you transformed yourself. And I'm very curious to know, like, what what was the kind of turning point? Um, you know, you're dealing with drug addiction. You're 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 mentally challenging. You're challenged. Um, and I'm curious to know, like, what was the turning point? When was like, you know, that's it. I I need to change my life. I need to turn things around. Um, do you remember a turning point in your in your life when that happened? Um, to be honest, like, it actually really didn't happen until a couple years ago. Like, I I, I was making improvements prior to that. Mm but I was making the wrong improvements for the wrong reason. Right. Um, when I started doing the Amazon thing, um, you know, in 2017 or so 2016, I think, you know, I made, you know, I don't remember 30, 40 K profit, like mm. whatever for the year. Um, and I like started to feel proud of myself. Like, wow, I never thought I was capable to do that. You know, I don't have a college degree. I dropped out of college on paper. You know, I'm a drug addict. I've been arrested. Um, I've worked at countless dead end jobs. So on paper, I look like, you know, like a bum. Mm. And so I, that really like built my confidence up. And I saw like the potential and profit and the money you could make. So I thought like, hey, if I make more money, I'm going to be happy. Because I still have always been running from stuff that happened as a child. The reason why I got into drugs, you know, it's just like just toxic things that happened in my life. I was always looking for that next thing to kind of like run away from my problems. So 
was like, all right, 2017 is coming. I want to make a six figure income. Mm. And so my whole goal that year was just to work hard and, and just crush Amazon. And I did that. And like, you know, I started to like get into shape. I started working out and, you know, then I was like, Oh, if if I, if I date attractive girls, you know, I'm going to be happy. And I started, you know, I hired a dating coach and started doing dating courses and books and stuff like that. And I was somewhat into the personal development then. And I was like doing all these things. And then I met a girl and it ended up being an extremely toxic relationship. And in 2017 came, I, I hit my profit goal and I still wasn't happy. And then I'm dating this amazingly attractive girl. We're traveling Miami, San Francisco, all over. We're doing things, eating at crazy good places. On Facebook and Instagram, my life looked amazing. Mm. But inside, I was dead. I was not happy. Um, And we had a really rocky 2018. Um, A friend of mine actually uh, invited me to go to a Tony Robbins event in San Jose, California, March of 2018. Mm. I kind of had known, known who he was. I watched some of his YouTube videos and I was like, yeah, I would love to go. I need to do something to change my life because I'm fucking miserable. I'm sorry for swearing. Um, I'm miserable. And so we went to the event. Um, I was overweight, uh, unmotivated and just, it, I went to the event and I did not, it didn't click. You know, everybody at the event's like happy and outgoing and fun and singing and dancing. Everyone's having a good time slapping hands. And I'm just like, there's no way these people are this happy. Like there's no way people are this happy. And it was because I was so miserable and the event was four days long, roughly around 13 to 16 hours a day, you know, and I, I, I did, you know, a small portion of the event. I would sleep in my chair. I would leave early. I'd walk around the stadium. You know, it was a good event and I'm glad I went Mm. and it just, it just, you know, didn't click. And then after the event was over, I went back to my miserable existence, toxic relationship, miserable, depressed, overeating. I gained, you know, 40, 50 pounds over that year and a half there. And I'm like, there's got to be a better way. And, you know, eventually the, the, the situation with the girl I was with um, got a restraining order and she, you know, got kicked out or whatever. And she, we parted ways and I was still miserable, um, which brings me towards the middle of 2018. I ended up going to another Tony Robbins event, but I was like, this time I'm going to be ready. And I went to the events, you know, I started reading books, working out beforehand, you know, a month or two before lost some weight, went to the events. I stayed all the time. I sucked in all the information and it was absolutely amazing, life-changing. And I loved it. And um, Tony Robbins has this thing when you go to his events, it's called the Dickinson's process, where basically they use like NLP and like psychological stuff to go deep 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 into your brain and it's like a two-hour process where they turn off all the lights in the stadium and they dig deep into your brain and you basically figure out your three most limiting beliefs in life and why you can't succeed and after the event was over all this stuff was stirred up in my head and one of my mo at the time one of my most limiting beliefs was that i don't deserve success or happiness because i did so many bad things during my drug days and like all the bad stuff I've done in my life and all the women that I've hurt and all the friendships I've destroyed and all the things that I wasn't happy with the things I had done. So I don't deserve success. I don't deserve to be happy. And that was like one of my strongest limiting beliefs at that time. And after the event was over, it was like, you know, this was November, 2018. Just my whole, everything just crashed. Biggest depression of my life. Um, I was at an Airbnb in New Jersey and I just was like, I don't want to do this anymore. I can't like, I am fucking miserable. Um, and I decided I didn't want to live anymore. And I started Googling like painless ways to like commit suicide, like ways that wouldn't hurt and that would be fast. And, um, like I was Googling for a little while and I saw a lot of people chose the George Washington bridge as a place to end their life. And so I decided that's what I'll do. And, I drove, you know, at the time, I think it took me like 30 minutes or so to get to that area. And I'm driving there the whole way. I'm just like, I'm bawling my eyes out, just absolutely miserable, unhappy with all the things that I thought I wanted in life were not going to make me happy. More money didn't make me happy. Dating attractive women didn't make me happy. Traveling didn't make me happy. So I didn't know what it was. And all I wanted, I didn't want to die or like give up my life. It was, I just wanted the pain to go away. Mm. 
And so I drove to the bridge and, you know, I'm driving over the bridge and I'm crying, I'm bawling my eyes out and it's dark out. And I'm like looking off, you know, I can see the city lights and part of the water and stuff. And as I'm going over the bridge, I'm just like, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, why am I so unhappy? Like, why can't I find happiness? And like, why can't I, you know, why do I have to feel like, you know, crap all the time? And I got over the bridge and I was like, all right, I, I, I you know, I, I have to change. Like, I, I can't do this anymore. I couldn't even bring, you know, like I didn't have the strength to like end my life. And I, you know, drove over the bridge. And after that, like, I was like, all right, I need to figure out what I need to do to get happy. And so I ended up going back to Minnesota. Um, and I was living in a place that me and the girl shared together. Um, she wasn't there no longer, but I basically hired a mentor or coach. Um, and he challenged me to, sell everything in the house, donate it or throw it in the garbage and move out and go somewhere new. Mm. And so that's what I did over a two month period. I sold everything, donated it, gave it away to the Goodwill, sold it on Craigslist, sold it on Facebook marketplace. And I set everything in my SUV and I headed East and um, I landed in New Jersey, right outside of New York. I wanted to be close to New York. And um, over that time, I just like really got deep into like working on me and right, right before I left Minnesota, I had a friend of mine ask me, he was like, you know, he's like, you know, cause he had just got done having a kid. And he said that there was no love like deeper than like the connection he has for a kid. And then he asked me like, do you love yourself? And I didn't know how to respond to that. And I was like, no, or I don't know, you know? And that kind of like, was like the trigger that really changed my entire life because that's what I was missing. I had no self-worth no self-love, no self-care. When I looked in the mirror, I wasn't happy with who I saw. Um, so I worked on that and um, I read this book. It's called Love Your Love Yourself Like Your Life Depends On It. By, by Kamal, Kamal Ravikant, right? Yes, yes. That's the one. And that book, like it gives me goosebumps even saying that that book changed yeah. my life. I would literally probably, I mean, potentially I could have been dead if I didn't find this book. It literally sparked what I needed to do all the proper things to find true happiness and self-worth and self-love. And now when I look in the mirror now, like I'm fucking happy with who I see Mm. and I, you know, and and I enjoy it. And now it's like, I've learned that, you know, I've did all these things to like build up my confidence, my self-love and self-worth. And now it's like, I want to share this with the world. I don't know how yet I'm going to do that, but that's what my mission is, is to help people find that. Because once you find that self-worth and self-love, there's nothing that can stop you. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that it's such an incredible story. I'm not even sure what to say, but um, that book, I I've read that book myself, and it's such a incredible kind of mindset because like the book just focuses on like it's kind of a meditation the way like and during that book, the Kamal the author advises you to look at the look at the mirror, like look directly into your eyes and say, "I love myself. I love myself," and keep repeating that, and then you do meditations. Mm-hmm. And you kind of like when you when you begin to do that, I think your mind, your your subconscious mind just takes over, and you're like, I love myself, mm-hmm. I love myself, and then you feel grateful for everything that you have. And yeah, I think it's a very transformational book, and I would highly recommend everyone to read that book. It's truly, yeah, it's really really good. It's simple. It's it's quite small, mm-hmm. I think, but yeah, um, yeah. there's a lot of there's a lot of power behind that book. And you know, why do you think that people don't have self worth or self love? Um, like. What what do you have to feel in a way to, or what 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 kind of things do you have to do to you know love yourself and to have self esteem and to have all these you know just to feel happy? Um, what do you do? Um, in your opinion? Um, I mean, I can speak on myself. Um, mm. it's like I said, like I said, looking in the mirror, and like when I started doing this right after I read the book, I would say, I love myself, I love myself, I love myself, mm. and I would just be in just full tears like snot coming out of my nose and like I would say that hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times a day not always in the mirror but out loud if I'm working out or whatever I'm doing at home I would I would just just, I would almost like not necessarily to brainwash myself but condition myself and after doing that thousands and thousands and thousands of times over a small period of time like you start to believe it you know if you tell yourself you're great, you're amazing, you're going to do good things, like you're going to eventually start to believe it. Like if, you know, say you're a woman and you're in a, in a relationship 
And the man every day says, you're fat, you're ugly, you're stupid, you're never going to amount to nothing. One day you're going to believe it. But I, it's also true the other way. If you tell yourself, I love myself, this is me, you know, you just tell yourself positive things, eventually you're going to believe that. Hmm. Um, and I think that's like a huge first step. And like that takes hardly no effort to do to tell yourself you love yourself, hmm. you know. And even if you do it inside your head, you know, if you can't, if there's people around or whatever, like it's, it helps, it works. And that's like the first stepping stone. And then you can do other things to help yourself, you know, you know, feel that self-worth and self-love, taking care of your body, you know, treating your body like it deserves, you know, we only get one body, you know, don't Mm. feed it, don't shovel so much garbage into it, you know, drink more water, you know, eat more fruits and vegetables. It's like stuff we know, but like we don't do it you know, as, as a society, it's like a lot of people like lack that. And, you know, I feel like there's so many things that you can change in your life. If you like take care of yourself and like, you truly like, you know, like I said, learn to love yourself and like get that self-worth because everything else will stem from that. And everything else in your, your life, I feel will grow and benefit from self-worth and self-love. Yeah, I can absolutely agree. And I think, I think, yeah, I, I love what you said there, you know, repeating, I love myself or whatever, whatever phrase you want to say to yourself, it doesn't have to be, I love myself, but I love myself, I guess it's a convenient one and easy to remember. But um, I think, I think when you like repeat these things in your head, you kind of replace all these negative thoughts, all these negative mm-hmm. emotions with positive yep. emotions. And then eventually, because our thoughts are just habits, our thoughts are just like repetitive movements of habits from like years and years of from since childhood, really. And a good way to kind of over, like override these habits is by, you know, putting positivity into into your head and a way mm-hmm. to do this is saying, I love myself um, and just genuinely feeling it. I think, I think feeling it is very, very important. You genuinely have to feel that I love myself. Um, and, you know, I love what you said there with happiness and just like um, being being in a, in a good headspace, you know, having to have self-esteem because... If you're not, if you're just going to focus on money, if you're going to focus on, you know, just material success or whatever, whatever the society tells you to, you know, to do, I think you're never going to be within a good place, even though you are happy. I mean, even though you do have like money, even though you have like, you know, success, you know, you know, in terms of like what other people think, I think, I think it's so important to be, to be happy on the inside because then once you're happy, um, I think everything else stems from that. So yeah. 100%. Um, and, you know, when you were working in 2017, you said, you know, you, you worked super, super hard. You wanted to get a six-figure six income. That was your goal. That's when you started reading books, when you started working out and so on. Um, what did that look like? Um, what was a typical day for you during that time period? Um, during that time, um, it would generally be two or three hours to start my day, morning mm-hmm. routine, you know, it's the, my, my, and this is actually one that I, I love sharing is like the first thing I do when I wake up now, as I did then, is I smile for 60 seconds before I grab my phone, wow. before I turn on the light, before I grab water or whatever, literally I'm in bed, my eyes are closed and I smile for, th- for 60 seconds. Even if I don't feel like doing it, I still do it. And I think that's, that's another little step that can have a big impact in your life. If you do that every day or multiple times a day, like that Just will help smile. you feel better. Um, but it would start, you know, do with that. I would juice. I still juice to this day. I have one going on right now, carrot juice. Um, I juice, you know, one to two times a day. I think that's really important to like feed your body, like, you know, good nutritious stuff. Cause I'm like a big believer in it's like how you start your day is how you end your day. Hmm. So I always like to start with exercise. Um, you know, I, I have a positive affirmation note card book, so I'll read out my positive affirmations. Um, you know, I'll get in a workout. Um, I'll, I would run. Um, you know, lifting, um, and just, you know, I would, I would do, do like a 30 minute, 30 minutes. I still do this today as I did then it's 30 minutes of audio book every day, um, self-help or something like that, something positive or uplifting. Um, and I generally would stick to a certain book for a week and then get, get it done and go to the next one. Um, and it, and it would be, you know, I would go in the mirror, I would say my positive affirmations as well. And just, you know, always remind myself, you know, you're amazing. You deserve good things. And so I would do little things like that and I would slowly grow that. And then it would stem into like how I start, you know, the meals I ate and everything like that. Um, those were like my typical days. And today I've transformed it to do different routines and stuff like that. And I always try to change it up. Like I'll do certain things for like two weeks or a month and then I'll re switch how I start my day. So I don't get stuck in the same routine, the same like 
you know, rat race type, type thing every day. So I would change, I change it up every few weeks now. Hmm. And you know, what actually is Amazon FBA? Um, what does that, what does that involve? Just for people who have no idea what that is. Um, what, what is this Amazon FBA thing? Um, Amazon FBA is, uh, it's called, it stands for fulfillment by Amazon. Um, so basically anybody that buys from Amazon, um, with their prime membership, if you're not buying directly from Amazon, you're buying potentially from a third party seller like me. Hmm. And so I get all of my inventory for the most part, um, from like targets and Walmarts and other big box retailers. I'll buy them either on sale or full price at those stores. And then I'll prep them, label them, and then I'll ship them all to Amazon. And then Amazon fulfills those orders. So if you go into Amazon and you're buying something and it's not from Amazon, you potentially could be buying a product from me or another right. third-party seller. And so that's generally what I do in a nutshell, like a quick, like, you know, quick definition of what we do. Right. So you're doing this now full-time and, you know, um, what does the typical day look like for you? So like from the morning, from, from the, from as soon as you get up to, to evening time, like in terms of work, um, what do you have to do? Like, what does, what does the whole process involve? Do you have to like drive around to garage sales or like you said, targets and just collect things and then list them or how does that whole process work? Um, like now, and then this year obviously has been like a little bit different. So yeah. all this is going on. So I've really had to like, you know, change a lot of things in the business, but like mm. typically, you know, before all this happened, it would, you know, be consist of, I, I, I made money. I make money on Amazon three ways is, um, I do wholesale where I buy from distributors and then I have them ship the products to Amazon for me. Um, and then they sell that and then they sell on Amazon for me. That's probably roughly around 10% of my business. Um, I also do another thing called, uh, OA, which is online arbitrage where I go to target.com, walmart.com, and then I'll ship the products to me and then I'll get them ready for Amazon. And then I have what's just called retail arbitrage, RA, is where I go directly to the stores, Target, Walmart, and then I buy all the stuff, get it all, and then bring it home and then prepare it for Amazon. Um, like right now with all this going on, like this week um, uh, for two weeks I'm home, um, I, I flew to North Carolina last week um, for uh, I do closeouts too. So like I have connections with like liquidators and stuff like that. So if like, there's like, you know, say like Sears or Walmart or target or some big box retailer that's going out of business, I'll get a call from a, from a liquidator and they'll be like, Hey, I've got five stores in, you know, North Carolina, they're closing. Can you come and buy some products? So I hopped on a plane last week and flew down to North Carolina, rented a car, got a hotel. And I went to all the stores and bought all the products and shipped all the products from my hotel hmm. to Amazon. And then I flew back home. And then now I'm home for two weeks because like when you fly now, they, they, you know, recommend that you do the 14 day quarantine just in case. So for two weeks, I'm just working from home um, and I'm doing more of the online arbitrage, target.com, walmart.com to me and then ship to Amazon. Interesting. I like for somebody who wants to get into, you know, reselling and doing Amazon FBA and doing all these things, um, where would you point them? Like, what are good resources to learn about these things? Um, yeah, what has helped you to, you know, learn the process of doing that? Because, yeah. Um, I recommend definitely, like, people checking out YouTube. Um, there's tons of reseller YouTube channels, hundreds if not thousands of videos to, like, you know, get little nuggets from. Not all of them are amazing, but you can definitely, like, get nuggets from each video or each person, and it'll be a different perspective on how they do their business. Um, also too, like you can join free Amazon Facebook groups. You literally just type in your search thing, Amazon FBA, and you can find hundreds of Facebook groups and you can literally go through and read people's posts and read people's questions and kind of get an idea of it like that. So there's a lot of free resources like between Facebook and YouTube where you can like really get an idea of how it's done and like what you need to do. And it, it's fairly simple. Like once you make your account and get everything, your bank account and everything set up through Amazon, it's fairly simple. You like, will get, uh, you get an app, uh, you download the Amazon seller app and you literally can go to a target or Walmart and start scanning barcodes and the listings will pop up and you can like look and they'll tell you which items are profitable, which items are not profitable. And then you buy them and ship them off. Right. Cause that was my other question. I was like, you know, so how do you know what items to buy and what items to resell? But you just said there's like a scanner on your phone. You can scan items and, or is it a phone? Uh, just some sort of scanner yeah. and you get to scan things and it will tell you whether it's profitable. Is that really that simple? 
Um, so you download the Amazon seller app on your phone. Right. And then when you scan the item, it'll show the price of the item, like what it's selling for. And then it'll say the fees that Amazon takes. And then uh. it'll show you what the net is afterwards. So, if, you know, say, the, say an item is selling for 50. After fees, you get 30. And then the item is $15 at Target. Then you know you'll make roughly around potentially 15 bucks you know, minus shipping and tax and stuff like that. But then you'll know there's a potential profit there. Hmm. And that's kind of basically the sum of like how you get started. And does this whole, does the whole process take a lot of time? Like, I mean, on a average, on a typical week, um, how much time would you spend working, you know, doing these things and scanning, you know, shipping products and so on, listing everything. Um, how long does that take? Um, in the beginning, you're going to spend a lot more time scanning, right? like a lot, and you're going to scan and scan. And you're probably not going to find anything. You might, but you may not like, and it's very discouraging, you know, for the first, you know, four to six months of me doing it, I didn't find a ton of profitable stuff. And I honestly, at the, when I first started, I didn't think it was, you could potentially make a living doing this because I'm mm. like, there's, there's no money here. Like I'm, I'll, I would scan in a store for five or six hours in one store and hit every toy aisle and I might find one thing. And I was, you know, so it's like, it, it was very discouraging. Um, but now that like, you know, Amazon has evolved so much and like there's so much free resources out there to learn Amazon. I don't think it would take as long as it did me, but like for myself now, like I, I probably spend, I mean, I, I really enjoy what I do. And like, so I'm like, you know, I spend, uh, a couple hours a day working on me, working out all that stuff. And then I probably spend 80 hours a week working on Amazon. 80 hours a week. Yeah. At least probably wow. sometimes a little bit more, uh, if I'm on a trip or something like that. Um, but I really enjoy it. It's not like, so it's not like work to me. It's fun and it's challenging. So like, it doesn't seem feel like work sometimes. Mm. Yeah, 80 hours. That's, that's a lot of work. Like, you know, <laughs> on a typical week, it's probably like, what, 37 hours, 40 hours. So you're mm-hmm. you're doubling that, which is, but yeah, like you said, if you enjoy it, like it shouldn't, um, it shouldn't feel like work. It's just a hobby, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And you know, um, so what's your favorite part about reselling and about what you do? Um, like what what are the highlights, you know, of of the work that you do? Like, what is it about it? What what is it about the process that you enjoy? Um, I like I really enjoy this. Um. I, this is the analogy that I've shared with, on, uh, with other people too, is that like when I was little and I, and I'm sure a lot of people this too, is like my mom would like on Easter would hide Easter eggs for me mm. and I would like hunt for them mm. and she would hide them all over the apartment. And she'd be like, you're getting hot. You're getting yeah. cold when you get closer and then you find it and you, that feeling you get when you find the egg is like, you find a treasure. There's like a jelly bean or whatever is in there, you know, a piece mm. of candy, but it felt like an amazing accomplishment. And that's, basically what i feel doing this like when i'm out finding products instead of finding jelly beans i'm finding 10 and 20 dollar bills five dollar bills two dollar bills whatever and it's that same like connection and feeling so it's like almost like i'm treasure hunting you know mm. it, it, so to speak and so like i i get excited when i find products like i've been doing this six years but i'll still go to the store and if i find like a rare item that's worth like a lot or even like a lot of you know items that are, that are only worth a little bit like it's still like that fun exciting thing that i get so like it's i it's, i literally feel like a treasure hunter some days yeah no i love the concept yeah it's <laughs> quite interesting and you know uh what's difficult about it um how do you know if this is for you let's just say someone is listening to this podcast and like hmm, i want to give that a go um how do you know if it's for you how do you know if um you'll enjoy it how do you know if you make a profit like um yeah i guess because like what are the challenges with it because i feel like with everything and with every kind of thing that you do to make money, there's always certain obstacles, certain challenges that you have to overcome. And what are the challenges with Amazon? And yeah, um, the main one probably when starting out is being able to find product. It's mm-hmm. super overwhelming. Um, and like a, like what I always tell people that do want to get into it is like start with something that you know. Mm. Um, like for me, when I started this, I started with toys and video games. You know, and so it was like a more comfortable level thing. Cause there's so many different products, so many categories of products. It's overwhelming. There's millions of them. So like start small, start with something you're comfortable with or something, you know, whether it's like healthcare products or kitchenware or mm. toys or video games or baby products or grocery, you know, it's 
So like start something with something you're familiar with. So that way you can kind of narrow it down and have some sort of comfortability safe, you know, thing. And then you start scanning those products in that category. And, and then the, the main discouraging thing is probably you may not find anything, hmm. you know, right away. And cause there's a lot of people that do this and it's, you know, not knowing what you're doing. It's like super overwhelming. And then you do find the products. You have to like learn how to go through Amazon, create shipments, label them properly, prep the items properly. So there is a learning curve, but like once you get past that, like it's pretty good. Like I have, I have, you know, tons and tons of friends that do this part-time where they'll throw, you know, five or 10 hours a week at it. They have their full-time job. They've got kids, but they just want to make, you know, an extra 500 or a thousand bucks a month profit or whatever, you know, just a little bit of money to help with the bills. And so that a lot of people do that. And like that, I always encourage people to try it. Even if you have a full-time job, you know, throw a few hours a week doing this or trying to learn how to do it. And you might have like just an extra income stream coming in, you know? So it's, it's yeah, finding the products and learning the process of it. But now there's so much free information on YouTube and in Facebook groups that once you find those products, I feel it will be a little bit easier as far as getting through that overwhelming process of learning what's good and how to do it and how to ship it into Amazon. Right. So the best way to start is really just to go on YouTube, go on these Facebook groups and learn yourself. Because, yeah, I suppose YouTube is such a good resource for learning new information. And the other question that popped in my head was, um, can you do this everywhere? Like, does it have to be the U.S.? Because, like, U.S. is much bigger than, you know, compared to, like, Ireland, for example, where I live. Um, yeah, can you do this worldwide, or does it have to be restricted to the, to the U.S.? Um, I'm pretty, I, I don't know which countries have Amazon and which don't, or, like, the FBA fulfillment right, yeah. thing, but I know it's growing so much, and I know it's in a lot of other countries. Like, um, I do it in the U.S., like... Um, I can travel to any state and do it. And I have done it in Canada before too. Um, and I have friends in Australia. Mm. I have friends in China that do it. Um, so like if it's available in your country, then you can do it. Like it's available. You can do it anywhere. And you don't always have to be restricted to selling it just in your country. Like I, if I wanted to, I could take my products and sell them in Mexico. I could sell them in Canada or the UK, you know, because they have different like fulfillment chains where you can get your products sent to different countries too so you can sell on different platforms at amazon and kind of like you know grow from there but yeah i'm I'm pretty sure it's like available almost everywhere now Uh, i mean it's definitely growing a lot so um yeah i'm pretty sure you could yeah that's pretty cool i like you know i like the whole concept you know having a full-time job and then doing this on the side like doing it for like about five ten hours just during the weekend or just after work for a few hours i think that 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 strategy makes a lot of sense because then you can find out "Mm, is this really for me and if it isn't cool Mm -hmm. you can try something else if it is well you can maybe continue doing and quit your Mm full-time job if that's what if that's really what you want to do and you know when you go to a shop and you see you you said you started out with toys and just simple things you understood so if you scan a toy um and you it's it's a it's bingo fine it's gonna sell on amazon do you just buy the whole store like the same style of toys or how does that whole like or how does that work actually um do you just have to buy as much as possible and then sell to well ship it to amazon fpa and then they do all the transactions or how does that work um yeah so when i do find good products at a store um generally um, this is like, you know, added thing. I don't, I won't get too deep into it. Like every mm. item that you sell on Amazon is going to have a rank, mm. which will basically get be a number on that item listing. And it'll basically give you an idea of how fast that item will sell. Um, so for my business, I generally stick to items that sell fast. Mm. So if I do find a, a profitable toy or a video game, I'll buy every single one of them. Uh, and, and then I'll literally go to every store and buy every single one of that item. But then, you know, I'm chasing hundreds of items. So then I'll just literally go to every store and clear the shelf of every single item of that mm-hmm. item, as long as I know that the, that, it, that it's going to sell. Um, and then once you get deeper in Amazon, if you want to like get really technical and all that stuff, like there's softwares you can buy that kind of like will gauge the, like the average price of the item to sell, how many it sells a month, you know, how, you know, so like you can get really deep into this and like, you know, there are softwares that you can buy that can scrape websites and tell you everything that's profitable to buy. Like, there's a lot that goes into this if you get deep. But, like, if you just want to do it part-time, like, it can be very simple. And, like, it doesn't have to be all the added extras and stuff like that. Right, okay. I see. Yeah. That sounds sounds interesting. And does it ever happen that, like, just too many people in the store doing the same thing, you know? Uh, lots of people, like, is there competition, I guess, in this, in this um, industry? 
Um, like, is it is it sometimes difficult to find products because just too many people doing it, or what's the situation like? Um, there are a lot of people that do this, and I'll uh, more so now. I'll run into other resellers at the stores. Mm. Not all the time. Like, if I if I say you know if I in, in a given month, I'll probably run into three or four. Right. Okay. Um, the area that I'm in, New Jersey, New York. Uh, is a very competitive area, extremely competitive. Like I came out here knowing a ton of resellers that live here and I came out here and I'm, and I'm, my business is doing better than ever because there's so many products and so many categories that like, if you put in the work and you have the hustle, like you can do well at it. Um, when I went to North Carolina last week, I actually ran into a reseller at one of the closing stores I was at. And he didn't say anything to me, just kind of nodded at me and like kept doing his thing. And eventually I was like, Oh, you know, I'll, I'll go up and say hello and talk to him, you know? And sometimes like other resellers are very like territorial and like jerks. If they run into another reseller, they'll be rude to you. Like, and, but he was super cool and we ended up chatting and like we talked and this guy has like a four or $5 million business a year on Amazon. Like he's crushing it. Mm. And like, we, we talked and I actually gained some knowledge from him and he gave me some tips on how to find these closing stores better. Uh, and I was like, wow, it's like just from that stem of a conversation, I learned one tip from him that could potentially make me more profits and make my job a lot easier down the road. Wow. And so I always say hello when I see a reseller, whether they're bigger or smaller, it doesn't even matter. I always like go say, hey, say, hey how's it going? Because I love to like, you know, if there's any tips I can give them to help them. And if I happen to grab something from them, great. Like if not, generally a good conversation um so yeah i would say hello to everybody that i see scanning with their phones yeah that's interesting because like it makes you think you know okay so if you're in, you're if you're in a comp if you're in, in competition against all these other resellers maybe you should hide your secrets but i love the way like people just op- open about it and they're like yeah you could do this you could do this because that just means like there's enough for everybody. Like you don't need to be, you, you don't need to take it all yourself. Like there's enough to go around for every single person out there. Exactly. Exactly. And you know, you said, you said the hardest part is finding the products that sell well. That's probably the most challenging part of what you do. Um, but based on your experience, based on the research you've done, um, what are the products that typically sell very well? Um, like for, since now, since the world is, you know, crazy and going the way it before is, COVID like, maybe. <laughs> before COVID, okay. Um, it's, I mean, in every category, there's stuff that sells amazing. Mm. Um, like I'll, I always speak to toys and video games cause that's what I sell. Like I always like those things cause those things sell year round. Right, you know, okay. there's always a kid's birthday. You always want the next new video game, you know? And so it's like, I spent a lot of time learning this neat, you know, this, category of toys mm. and video games because come christmas time toys and video games are the thing that everybody goes after every reseller is toys video games toys video games but i do it i do it full-time year-round so like my knowledge is so much higher than everybody else that's jumping on it so i'm generally ahead of a lot of other people when it's christmas time and because mm. and, i'll know what toys are going to be good right off the bat or i know which ones will be bad um so i always stick to that because it's like Toys and games sell year-round, consistently, generally pretty fast, because there's always birthdays and whatever is going on in people's lives that it's just a lot easier just to go to Amazon, click buy, ship it. You can order in your underwear. You don't have to get up, get dressed, and go to Target. Just click the button, boom, done. Yeah. So you kind of have to find a niche, like um, find what find what's interesting to you, um, and then you can just, cause like I said, like you, you kind of outperformed the other resellers cause you understand video games and toys, but if you were doing like pillowcases, whatever, it'd be more difficult because you don't, you don't understand the product very well. So you, you're saying the product, finding the niche, finding, understanding what you're selling is important. Mm, exactly. Cause I don't have the patience. Like I'll go and scan like bedding pillows and stuff like that. And I'll get, I, I don't know what I'm doing. I'll get bored. And I'll move on. And I probably leave tons of money on the table. So there's somebody else that knows that market can go in there and crush that market. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. And like, how did you, how did you learn all this? Like, I'm like, cause obviously I had a bit of a mindset shift to like selling these things and doing this. Um, what has helped you kind of, you know, have this hustle, have this mindset of, you know, working hard and selling stuff and buying things and just researching and learning because 80 hours that's a lot of work you have a lot of drive behind that i'm curious to know like where did you get that from 
Um, it's a good question. It's just like, I, you know, like I said, I explained a little bit earlier, like I grew up super poor. We didn't yeah. have anything. I didn't get handouts. Like, you know, we couldn't even afford to take the bus sometimes for a buck, a dollar 25. We couldn't afford that mm. some days. And so like, I just don't want to ever go back to that life or that lifestyle. And like, you know, if, and when I ever have kids, I, I could never imagine, imagine putting my children through that lifestyle of like growing up and not having anything and like you know not you know you know i'd go to school with holes in my shoes and the kids would make fun of me you know like you know how like when it when you when you when you're in school like how you know generally people make fun of the poor kids i was the kid that all the poor kids made fun of and i just you know growing up i you know a lot of resentment and just like all these feelings of like getting bullied and stuff like that so like now growing up and like, you know, where I'm at now, it's just like little things like that will just motivate me to work really hard. Cause I just can't imagine like not being able to afford to have it or like, you know, I don't want to struggle. Like, I don't want to like, you know, I have to dig through the couch cushion to find, you know, cab money or bus money or money for groceries. Like, you know, we grew up broke and on welfare and on section eight and like, you know, I just, can't go back to that I, I it scares me like and I and you know not now you know my drive switches from that to like how can I help people and I'm still trying to figure that out like I don't know exactly what I'm here for but I know once I figure that out like I can build the business that I want that can like help the world or help people or do something you know like if I were to die one you know when I die one day I want to hopefully I have built something that like was able to leave like something good in this world you know and so like i always think of these things and like just work you know extremely hard i don't ever want to go back to drugs or like you know and the people that i meet and the people that like go through this but never change because they don't know any better you know like i i still sometimes don't understand how i like what clicked in my mind to like change and like figured out like yo everything's inside of me that's wrong like you know like all these things that were happening it was like i chose all this and I always thought it was the world's fault when it was like my fault for making the choices. So it's like, I want to leave some sort of legacy where I help people like, you know, help people somehow, some way. So that's basically like what kind of drives me to like work hard and like grow and continue to do this. Yeah. I love that. And in a way, like it's kind of external motivation because like, you know, you're trying to better the world you're trying to improve other people's lives. And I think, I think when you think of it that way, like you're thinking about it, I think, I think like, um, yeah, I think just, you just kind of want to go out there and do the best you can because you know you, you can you can change someone's life, um, you know, based on the wisdom you acquired through your experience. So I think that's really, really interesting. And it kind of reminds me of, you know, Derek Sivers and uh, when he mentioned, you know, uh, pick a career, pick, do something, do work that is both happy, that is in the, in the intersection between happy, smart and useful. So like happy, just doing things that you, that make you happy, smart, doing things that um, are good for your career in the long term and useful, doing things that contribute towards, towards the world and towards bettering people's lives. And I'm also curious to ask you about Tony Robbins and what have you learned from Tony Robbins? Because you attended multiple events um, by Tony by Tony Robbins, and like, what what were the key takeaways from those events? Um, gosh, there's so many. Um, one of the, the first Tony Robbins event that I went to, um, he shared a story about Robin Williams, the actor, and. Robin, he, he, sh I, I forget the exact quote, like you could Google it. And it's like a quote that like, will bring me, it brings me to tears every time I read it. And is that, and Tony goes on about this, like Robin Williams was like, you know, obviously one of the most funny people, most, you know, pay, you know, pilot, he made, you know, tons of money, beautiful family. He like built all this amazing stuff in his life. And like Tony Robbins basically comes out and says that, he built his entire life to make everybody happy. In the book, you also himself. tell the, the unfortunate story. And like at when I, when he first told says that at his event, that was like kind of like where my life was at. I was doing all these other things for the wrong reasons, and I forgot to make me happy. And like that really connected with me, and that was like one of the key takeaways that I learned from that event. Um, 
and you know he's got so many golden nuggets at his events you know he has he's a, he, he has there's, a, there's this quote that i love by him is that the secret to living is giving you know once you can figure out how to contribute to the world that's like the most valuable currency it's like you can make a billion dollars a million dollars you can do this you can do that you know he's like the more money you make it's only going to make you more of what you already are if you're an asshole you're just going to be an asshole of money you know and so he's like you need to find like most people feel fulfilled when they're contributing. And so he's like, the secret to living is giving. And so like, I'm on that journey now, figuring out what I can do to give to the world or start a business or something or something, you know, to, that I can give back to the world. And so like, I'm on that journey right now. And that's like something I want to build a business around or a lifestyle of some sorts around, you know, giving and like, it's, it's one of the most like amazing feelings to like see other people grow and like see, people do amazing things. And so I'm on that journey trying to figure that out. Um, but yeah, there's Tony Robbins is just like a wealth of knowledge. Yeah. He's a superhuman. <laughs> and Amen. you know, um, what was going to say, what was it going to say? I'm not sure what I was going to say, um, <laughs> but let's just say you had a chat with a 60 year old Jameson. Um, what, what, what would you, what would he tell to your current self? Mm, that's a, that's a really good question. That is, that's a really good question. Um, dang, I don't know if I have a good answer for that. <laughs> that was a good question though. Um, <laughs> what would I tell myself? Um, I don't know. Uh, I really don't know. <laughs> that, that's, that's I, I'm, stumped. I, I'm stumped. I'm not going to lie. That was a good question. No, the question, the real question I wanted to ask you was, so is that your definition of success and um, contributing, um, making the world a better place? Uh, how do you define success? What's success for you? Um, to me, and this is like, this is, I, I, um, is like inner peace, happiness, um, like I, I'm building my life and every day I'm learning and I make mistakes just like everybody else is like, I want my life to be built around the minimal amount of stress, the minimal amount of hassle, the minimal amount of negativity. And like, so I want my life to be as like chill and relaxed mm. as possible. And so like, to me, that type of success can't be measured because you can't see that. Yeah. You know, a lot of my friends and I still like get into spats with them. And like, I just got into like, you know, things with them this last week is that, you know, I have a couple of close friends that are doing Amazon and they're, they're making way more money than I am. Their businesses mm. are bigger than me, but they're not happy. Mm. And I try to, you know, I don't force my beliefs or my way of life on anybody. I just hope people see the person that I am and they ask like, yo, why are you so happy? Why are you in a good mood? And this is why is because I'm like my, I, I work on me first. Me, this is the number one, and then business second. Hmm. And the majority of my friends is business first. They measure their success by big sales, millions of sales, you know, tons of profit, and they're not happy. Like, uh, uh, you know, and, and that's a thing where, to me, like, if someone was like, hey, I will double your income this year, but you're going to be miserable. I would not take it. Yeah. Like, there's no amount of money. And I'll have friends, like, I don't always jump on the opportunities to make money. Like my friends do, they'll jump and go and go and go. And then they overwork themselves and they're eating fast food and they're drinking Red Bulls. And they're like, you know, they'll come to me and tell me like, oh, you know, I'm overweight. I'm unhealthy. I'm, un I'm, un I'm unhappy. I'm depressed. You know, some of them, some of my, you know, multiple, multiple friends, Amazon friends are, you know, on pills for depression and anxiety and like, if they just took a little bit more care of themselves, I feel you can get, you can eliminate some of that stuff. And so success to me is just peace. And there's no amount of money that I would ever give up or go after to like lose that. Like I love being able to wake up and be happy and not feel stressed or minimal stress. Obviously everybody goes through stress and has mm, BS happening yeah. in their life. Everybody does, but I minimize that. And like, I'm so chill and relaxed. And so it's like, I work at a slower pace than it everybody but it's like you know the tortoise wins the race you know i can work for six months straight and not need a break or not need a vacation because i work at a slow pace but i don't work at a pace where i'm overworking myself and i'm tired and i'm dead 
you know, it's, I'm, I'm slower, but it's constant. And my friends will go work, 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 work. Then they're dead. And then it's like, when they're dead, I'm slowly catching up to them. And I end up beating them because I go at a slow, steady pace, short growth, small growth, but it's like more relaxed and chill. And I have like, you know, minimal stress in my life. And to me, that's success. Yeah. I absolutely love that definition. It's, it's so true. And I would actually define success in the same way, like inner peace, um, having low stress, um, just feeling content, just feeling good because like we spoke earlier, like when you, when you're in that place, when you're in that good place, like everything else just transforms today. Like, like even if, even if something's, even if something's, even if something bad is going on on the outside, you're still happy on the inside. And you're just mm-hmm. kind of observing life. You're you're just kind of just there, chilling, like you said. Um, and yeah, no, I absolutely love that. Love that idea. Mm-hmm. And yeah, just before we finish up, um, I love to ask some rapid fire questions. Of course. So let's just say there's a billboard, and this billboard is displayed to millions and billions of people. So the whole world can see this billboard just chilling there in the sky. Um, what message would you put up on that billboard so everyone could see? Honestly, it would be, it's short, sweet, simple. Um, I would tell people, I love you. I believe in you. And I know you can do great things like short, sweet. And I would want people to see that every day. I believe in you. I don't think enough people are told that. Hmm. Growing up, I never had my parents never once ever tell me they were proud of me. Ever. And like to this day, that's hard to say and hard to think about. And so like I would tell people I believe in them, every single person. So that would what I would want my billboard to say. Love it. Um, what books have you were you influenced by the most? Um, what are your favorite books, I guess? Uh, three books that come to mind. Or perhaps the most gifted books or recommended books, um, books that have, that have made a positive influence on your life. Um, what are the three books that come to mind? Um, I actually have uh, four books that are, that these are the most Give important four, books the more that the help me. Uh, Love yourself like your life depends on it. A must read. Um, How to win friends and influence people by Dale Carnegie, and um, the compound effect by Darren Hardy, Darren Hardy, I think he, I think, I think he wrote that one, but the compound effect. Um, and then the Bible. Um, I believe all those books, there's amazing golden nuggets in every single one of those books. And I feel like all those books have made me who I am today. Yeah. Yeah. Books are such a, such an interesting thing. Cause you can just literally absorb like wisdom and just like for the price of what 10 euro, ten dollars or less yeah um or free even if you look up mm-hmm. if you find it on the internet but i think yeah books are such a cool way to upgrade your upgrade yourself okay and the other question i had for you was um if there was a mm, what advice would you give to a college student who's about to graduate and enter the real world so this college student is ambitious you know wants to succeed um, what advice would you give to such a college student, such an individual? Um, I would tell, actually, like, I mean, I'll, I'll kind of, if I, if you don't mind, like morph the question a little bit is like, what I tell all my friends and people that I come across is that like, the only person that lives your life is you. And I see so many of my friends that have gone to college for what their parents want them to do or what the, you know, generally like, you know, if your dad's a doctor, your mom's a doctor, they want you to be a doctor. And if you don't, you are not a success. Hmm. And they go to do these things. They go to college for these reasons that their parents want them to, and they're not happy. Hmm. And the, uh, the best advice is do what makes you happy, not your parents you're going to disappoint them. We all disappoint our, disappoint our parents at one time or another. Don't do something for the rest of your life because it makes your parents happy. Cause the only person that lives your life is you. And so I, I always tell my friends and, and if college isn't for you, don't do it. Cause again, so many kids are pushed to go to college because we've been, you know, not so much now, but as we did say 10 years ago, 
if you don't go to college and get a degree, you're not a successful person. And thankfully now with the internet and all these like crazy, like if you have a cell phone and an internet connection, you can start a business. You could literally, there's a niche for everything. YouTuber, podcaster, you could, you know, freaking, you know, start a t-shirt brand with worms. I don't know, you know, like there's so many different things that you could do that like you could be passionate about. There's a market for everything. So, you know, college isn't for everybody and, you know, do what's right for you and not for others. You know, when it comes to schooling and college and what you want to do for the rest of your life, you know, you should never let your schooling get in the way of your education. I love that. I love that quote. Um, um, what is the best investment you ever made? Um, now, this investment might be time. It might be energy. It might be money. Just in general, what's the best investment you ever made? My bed. Your, your My so- mattress. Your mattress? My bed. Oh, yeah. your bed. <laughs> okay. My bed is the best investment I've ever made. Um, I spent over $4,000 on my mattress. And most of the, you know, all my entire life, I always got $200 mattresses. Or, you know, one time I think I bought an $800 mattress, which I thought was like super expensive. And my quality of sleep was always crap. And if your quality of sleep is garbage, then that's going to affect slowly trickle into every single other area of your life. Because, you know, what do you spend the most of your time in life doing? Probably working, sleeping. And so I think it's extremely important to have a good quality of sleep. So I bought the most comfortable mattress that I could. And it was, it is the best investment I've ever made in my life. I did not expect that answer, um, but I like it. It <laughs> makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense. Because sleep, yeah, sleep is that foundation, I guess. Um, and if you could master any three skills instantly, what would they be? Great question. I would love to master a skill, not, not for the wrong reasons, but master a skill to make more money faster. So that way I could do good things with that money. Cause I feel like money is a good tool. And so if I could make more of it, then I could, you know, I would, I could give more and help more or donate more. So I, that would be a skill I would love to master. Um, being more efficient than I am. Like I feel I'm pretty efficient, but like I would love to be able to even be better so I can cram more amazing stuff into every day. Um, and then I would love to master the skill of, hmm, damn, that's a, you got some good questions. These are really good. Um, I would probably be like the skill of just like be- being better at like just like fit like mentally physically and just like you know increase that you know so like i'm pretty simple but like just better body better shape better mind Hmm. but you can always get better with that stuff so i would love to be like a master at those things Hmm. dinner with three people alive or dead who are they Hmm. great question uh tony robbins for sure um Jim Rohn Mm. and I'm going to go with Jessica Alba I like it that would be an interesting she's an an amazing entrepreneur I would love to learn from her absolutely and yeah just two more rapid fire questions for you so what is a belief behavior or habit that has positively influenced your life the most in the last five years? Um, Believing that I actually love myself and telling myself I love myself. That has been probably the best, you know, thing that I've learned. Hmm. Because everything, it trickles into every other area of your life and slowly everything else starts to get better. Hmm. So I would say that. And the final question for you is, what is your definition of chasing passion? Ooh, good question. My definition of chasing passion. Damn, that's a good question. Um, I mean, I guess I would just go with uh, just chasing the things that are important, which I, you know, I've kind of like we've talked about already. And it's just like going after the best quality of life because I really feel like quality of life is so much better than everything else. 
And this is like, I, I would love to like condition everyone to believe this because it's like, I'm a big believer in is like, you can't give what you don't have, you know? So like, if you want to give your kids a great life, then, or, you know, teach them all these things then you have to know these things. So it starts with what's inside of you. So it's like just building the best quality of life inside. So then you can like give it out, you know? So I guess if that's, that's, I guess it's sum up like me chasing passion. Yeah, no, that's absolutely awesome. Um, Jameson, it was an absolute pleasure. And I just want to say, like, um, just huge, like, inspiration for what you do and what you've done in the past. I mean, you've over, you've overcame a lot in your life. And just hearing your story, hearing your adversity is, it's really inspiring, you know. And I think it's incredible to see what you're doing. And, and I'm very keen on seeing um, how you progress in the future. So, yeah, just thank you for what you do. Thank you, brother. I appreciate you. Thank you. This was awesome. And if people want to reach out to you, if people want to see what you're up to, um, where's a good place to go? Where should people go? Um, um, Instagram and Facebook. Um, just my name, Jameson Philippi. Um, both of them. And that's pretty much where I spent. I spend the majority of, you know, what I got going on social media. It's a lot of tacos and pizza and memes and like, you know, motivational things. And I have a good time on my, on my social media. So, awesome. yeah. And I link all these in the show notes. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and what is your, um, sorry, no, not what is your, and do you have anything else to say? Any, any, any final comments, any final remarks, anything else, anything else that you want to say? Um, I guess to anyone that sees this or listens to this, I just want to let you know that I love you and I believe in you. I think you're amazing and you can do anything in this world that you want. That's it. Jameson, it was a pleasure. Thank you so much. Yes, brother. Appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode, and I really hope you enjoyed it. You can find all the show notes on the website chasingpassionpodcast.com. Just before we finish up, would you consider leaving a short review on Apple Podcast? This will take less than 60 seconds, and it'll help me out so much. You can find a link for Apple Podcast in the episode description, or just search Chasing Passion on Apple Podcast, and you'll find it right there. If you do enjoy the podcast, give it a share. Tell your friends. It will be super, super helpful. Thanks so much for listening and have a great day.